0: Yo, this is Quickly Quickly, and you're listening to the Thousand Story Podcast. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> yes.
2: yeah. It's right yeah,
3: yeah, to <laughs> uh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna go with my bitch. <laughs> <laughs> uh. Uh. I'm gonna go with my egg out of itch. <laughs> Yeah. yeah. You got bars?
2: You got yeah. bars? Yeah. Hold
3: on? No. I don't. Ah. I don't got bars. Ah. I don't got bars. You don't yeah. got bars. I don't got bars, yo. Welcome. I was about to go in there, <laughs> and say something about Lilo and Stitch. I don't know. You
2: could have, you could have done it. We could have had an extended I one. I could have.
3: I had a. But uh, run it, run it again. Yeah, we, I'm just
2: <laughs> well, welcome to the podcast, the Thousand Story Podcast. And today we have a very special guest in the building. Uh goes by quickly, quickly. Don't know if you've heard of that, but uh welcome, Graham. Thank How you, you thank
0: you. You know? I'm good, man. I'm good. How you feeling? Thank you, everybody. Thank you. Um I'm chilling, man. How you doing?
2: I'm I'm chilling. We're in your we're in your house. Well, I'm in your house. Louise is is back home, but uh
3: Yeah, I'm still uh I'm still holding down the fort. So yes,
2: I'm here in la with the lovely graham johnson aka quickly quickly um louise is back home erie pennsylvania holding the fort down yes
3: solidly it's a beautiful time beautiful day. what's the temperature out there <clears throat> you know it's actually not bad it's mm. actually really really beautiful outside right now mm. it's like, That's like nice. i don't know like 70s actually it's pushing 80 i'm heading to pittsburgh today oh sure and mm. it's pushing 80 in pittsburgh so
0: 80 well, yeah. good
2: 80s of it, well see it depends on the humidity see Erie yeah, is like exactly. stupid humid like stupid oh, like shit. but like la i mean la can get humid it can get humid but like anywhere in like the the deserty areas yeah. 80 is incredible it's right. oh my god dry air is the best oh
0: yeah oh, dry, so true. Yeah. dry <laughs> air is good i think for me personally my favorite temperature is like 69 Sixty,
2: yo, high key, <laughs> the perfect temperature that I've had is like sixty-eight, sixty-nine. I don't yeah, know what that yeah. is, but it's like, it's like you can walk out of your house and and, yeah. and the temperature doesn't change at all. You just you can walk out in a t-shirt with like just butt naked. You could whatever. You need like a light it, yeah.
3: breeze though. You know this. There has to be a light yeah. breeze to that because. You know, you can go running in that weather. You could take a jog. You could just walk around and feel like good. You can you
0: can wear anything you want. Literally anything. It's it's, it's an amazing temperature.
2: I think yeah, the ultimate
0: temperature. Partly cloudy, mostly <laughs> cloudy, <laughs> <Or> mostly. <laughs> uh, you know what? Mostly sunny actually. Mostly sunny.
2: Well, does that does that exist yeah. in in LA? Like, do you get that temperature, that vibe, like that?
0: Sixty nine. Um, I mean, you get it in. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sometimes, like in Sometimes. the fall, in the early winter.
2: Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because it's a rarity. I've, I, haven't, I haven't experienced it yet here. Like while well, I've been here. I've only been here like a month,
3: but... Yeah. You know, it's... A, it's. Graham, a- how far into the city do you live? So
0: I live in Van Nuys, so I'm pretty outside of the city. Gotcha. I'm like... um, like it's Van Nuys minutes. is right on the... If I'm correct, it's right on the border of um, the valley. So it's like... Yeah, it's, I'm kind of out Got there.
2: It. So like 20, yeah, minutes yeah. out of like
0: yeah i mean well actually from from downtown it could take anywhere up to like an hour and a half to get there depending on what oh, time of day
2: god yeah so i don't
0: yeah i don't traffic. really go down there that much <laughs> we, we don't talk about that no. <laughs> yeah exactly
3: <laughs> I feel yeah we don't really know traffic out here in the in the what we consider the boonies
2: i
0: mean that's amazing
3: yeah, so blessing.
2: but I mean, you're you're originally from Portland, yeah, right? But you are originally yeah. from Portland,
0: right? yeah. Yes.
2: So like, you're you you kind of are familiar with that. I mean, but you were telling me earlier like Seattle,
0: traffic uh, well, is stupid. Seattle traffic's crazy. Portland traffic is getting really bad because everybody loves Portland all of mm. a sudden, and they're all moving mm. to Portland. <clears throat> um, so that's kind of <laughs> it's kind of weird. Can you can you swear on this? Of
2: course. You can say whatever the oh, fuck you want. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs>
0: So traffic is fucking stupid <laughs> as fuck. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? Like,
2: it's... Incredible. It's it's a problem. Uh, you know, I have a car while I'm out here. You have a car while you're out here. But, mm-hmm. like, I I think you... It's ultimately necessary, but I think it's because they just don't have a good enough metro system out here. Like, there's nothing here. Is there no, anything in
0: Portland? Like, Yeah, Portland has really good... Um, we have a max line, which is, like... Um, like a rail, it's on a rail, and it just Shit. goes throughout the city, hey. um, like a like a little train, and then smooth. Yeah, we have really good bus systems too. Every like my girlfriend doesn't have a car, so she just takes the bus everywhere.
3: That's convenient. No, yeah. I, I would too yeah. if you could. Yeah, that makes so much yeah. sense. Yeah, I got I a theory about this. Honestly, I have a theory about subways and trains. Oh, and Shoot. I feel like there are mainly subways in mainly only in cities. That have harsh winters. Hmm. Let's think right? about that. because like, What's the What's the subway system in in LA? I mean, you're right. Don't, don't we Isn't there a subway in LA? Though there
2: is. It's super low key, though. There
3: There is, but it's just like trash. So like nobody key. talks about it. Yeah. You know. It like it,
2: it's not that it's trash in service. It's just that it goes basically to like two stops. Like it, it doesn't two, two places. Yeah. yeah it, it doesn't go so much far.
0: time on it. Yeah but yeah but it's
2: nice yeah. like it's cool like Monty was telling me about it like he was like he used to do that when i was in school when he was in school he would just take the subway mm-hmm. to wherever he needed to because it went through like ucla and like some other spot yeah but,
0: if it works, oh, it works.
2: Yeah, yeah i mean if it works works
0: you know but it just doesn't go far <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> no i could i could see that you know
2: but yeah no so what what you being from portland what made you move out here like first of all let's back up like we we know we know you but for the audience. Yes. Right. Quickly. Producer, artist, uh for visual artist, music artist, et cetera, et cetera.
0: Mm-hmm. But what what, what mm-hmm. would you describe yourself as? Um I'm ju- I'm just a musician, I think. You know. Mm. I just like making music. I'm a I'm a, a music consumer. Consumer. I like, love yeah. listening just as much as I love uh making music. Huh. I really um I mean, yeah. Musician, producer,
3: musician, yeah. Uh, musician, uh, yeah. That's a solid. I mean, that's a solid Yeah, I get <laughs> yeah. It. but you're also <laughs> a, a photographer because I know that we, we have two of your vinyls at our house. Oh no shit!
0: Yeah. Right? Yeah, I appreciate that. We got absolutely
3: paths yeah. no, and no.
0: Uh, what
2: was the what was the most recent one that came out? Yeah. Yeah. Over Eyes Yeah.
3: yep, exactly. And, and I noticed um, in the booklets that that your photography litters. It's a bit. It's basically the scenery for your for your music.
0: Yeah. Yeah, um, so I haven't actually I haven't been shooting film that much as of late, but um, Mm. yeah, that that whole project was kind of uh, an audio visual type thing because originally Mm -hmm. Taku, who uh, has the label that it released on AT3, he just hit me up on Twitter and he wanted to do. He had just started the label. He'd done one uh, release on it and he wanted me to do the second and he knew that I, he actually found me i guess on instagram because of my i was posting a bunch of film photography but it wasn't uh, like
3: uh, oh wow
0: i mean it was just on, it, it was just you know fucking around with my friends like yeah. taking photos right. <laughs> it was it wasn't anything serious i just i got a camera at goodwill like six bucks shooting film six bucks for the, <laughs> what's the camera jeez um it was uh oh fuck man Hit me with that. I don't even. I don't remember. <laughs> I still have it somewhere. It's like
2: a super. It was just like a super cheap. Yeah, like a like uh,
0: film cheap. camera from the nineties, like uh, early digital film camera.
2: God, got so it, it gotcha. had a, okay. it had
0: automatic, uh, like like the film reel and
2: everything. And yeah, the, yeah, yeah, yeah. Got I didn't. You. Yeah, that that's it was, cool.
0: It was automatic um, analog or whatever. But yeah, anyway. So that was kind of that whole project was was based around my film... because uh taku wanted to do it like with my film and huh. the, the music that makes sense to kind oh, of um, that's super cool compliment each other so but yeah y-
2: were you like at that point in time were you really trying to push more into the visual direction or was it like you just like this is just something fun to do like, it just was like- just
0: it was just fun it wasn't i mean mm-hmm. I, I don't really i'm not like a really talented artist when it comes to like um physical arts you know uh, uh. like i'm not right I, right I just i like to doodle you know yeah. i like to uh yeah just kind of fuck around but photograph photograph
2: photography uh, <laughs> photography.
0: <laughs> <laughs> photography is just it's like easier for me than than like painting would be or drawing uh. because it's to me it's easier to see um like my my instagram is just kind of a bunch of like photos i just take on my phone of like whenever i see um Something that looks like cool, uh, like, I don't know, like geometry or like yeah. it, it looks right. even or nice. It's just aesthetically know? pleasing. Yeah, yeah like, exactly. You know what? I'll just take a photo. I of that on my so That's, that's kind of what I was doing with uh, with film at the time. I need to get yeah, back okay. into it. I, I got our new camera recently, but I haven't even tested it out yet. So.
2: Damn. If I were here longer, Bro, we, should, we should
3: go
0: on shooting. Seriously.
2: <sighs>
3: yeah. Najee and I just had a, we were just on the phone like. A couple hours ago just talking about film cameras yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. I,
2: I i'm i'm a very we both are hobbyists but like professional hobbyists <laughs> Phil, yes yeah like, <laughs> it's kind of an obsession like especially like he's really getting into polaroid stuff but i've, I've been getting back into yeah. like just main 35 millimeter
0: photography yep. yep. it's just so it's so fun it's sick, dude. Yeah, it's, it's a lot of fun. Man, getting, getting a rollback is like the most uh, gratifying feeling.
2: Uh, if you didn't fuck it up, you know. I mean, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, 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 of
0: course.
3: That's the inherent That's what I'm it. nervous about. That's what I'm nervous about is spending all that money and then being like, oh, shit. At least you with the Polaroid, to... I'm like, I see it like 15 minutes later. <laughs> right, you know? I'm like, right. yeah, I fucked that one up. Let me change the settings.
0: <laughs> no, you got to just do it, though. That's yeah. the thing. Like, I remember the first roll of film I ever shot quote unquote shot um i was i didn't know anything about film i just got the camera at goodwill and i went to (laughs) seattle um at the time and i was just like i was just shooting a bunch of shit because i had like one role and i just wanted to try it out yeah and i didn't Mm -hmm. know i didn't i like nobody told me um that you were not supposed to open the back to expose the oh, film no. so oh, i was just no. i was just in the car like literally just fucking with it opening and closing it because it like felt good you know oh. and then my, mo- my mom saw me and was like yeah you just basically you, like you just ruined that whole that whole
2: thing oh damn. god
0: yeah i'm, I'm so sorry and then another time i went to i went to the san juan islands on a school field trip and this is this is way after i had already started shooting film so i knew how to like not I knew not to do that, right. <laughs> um, we learn, huh? <laughs> but I had gotten another new camera at Goodwill and I was pretty sure it worked and it ended up, it does work, but, um, I shot two rolls of two or two and a half rolls of film in the San Juans, just of like the, the boat and like the water and my friends and shit. It was a good time. Mm. And I got uh-huh. back and turned in the rolls and the guy called me the next day and was like, or like, I went to go pick him up and he was like, yeah, so, um, all these rolls are blank.
2: Oh, you shot on the first oh. frame for all of them, didn't you? No,
0: I I didn't even do that. I was um, what the fuck was I even doing? I like loaded it in wrong. I wasn't loading uh, it right, so it, the the it was something like it never caught onto the the spool, and the, then it the sp- never like yeah, it record. never worked Oh no! So yeah, I guess I was just man. <laughs> I was so pissed. <laughs> oh my God. I, I, I drove to the mall. I remember because I, I needed a new phone. My phone was all fucked up, and I drove to the mall and I was just walking around like hoping somebody would like try to fight me. <laughs> 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 I was so pissed. Oh,
2: it's on site for just oh anybody who was yeah unlucky enough.
3: Be like Yo. <laughs> yeah.
2: Like, dude, grandma yeah, exactly <laughs> exactly.
3: <laughs> exactly. don't fucking Yo, don't like, push me. in art school there's not even bullies it's just like artists who fucked up yeah <laughs> right <laughs> art
0: <for> t- <laughs> spent $12 developing film No, it's
2: it's a it's a disappointment oh I, I've been fortunate enough to not have wasted a role yet like I I, I had one role that went through the ringer I, when I was in Joshua Tree when, when oh, I came shit. up earlier like this year like yeah. July um, I had that role <clears throat> And I took it to the desert and everything, and it was it was amazing. And then I found out, like mid shoot, I was like, wait a minute, why is this not? Was the similar thing? I was like, why is this not rolling? That was like, oh no. So. I felt like all my shots for like half of the trip Fuck. were on that one roll. So then I was like, all right, let me oh salvage this. Went to go try and like pull it back out, but I accidentally round uh, the spool in the wrong direction. So then it rolled back into the canister. Yeah, I've done that so too. I was like, all right, cool, <laughs> cool, sick. Uh, you know, that's just a $20 roll. It's fine. Yeah. And then, <laughs> so I was like, all right, I need to save this. So we had another uh, photographer at, on the trip with us. His name is Joseph. He goes right. by Collier. Super sick photographer, by the way. Um, yeah, but he's amazing. He, <laughs> He was like, I got this. I can say this. So, like, he ended up, like, taking my tweezers and then, like, going into, like, the garage at, like, midnight and just pulling it out from yeah. the depths of the the, the barrel. <laughs> uh, and, you know, so by the end of it, the the actual roll was, like, bent to hell. And then it was just, like, it was, like, all scratched. But I'm like, I'm still using this roll. I don't care. So I shot with that whole roll in Erie and then, like, did it properly. And then when I, <laughs> when I got back from the shoot in Erie, I was like un- rewinding the spool again, mm-hmm. but it actually snapped out of the canister when I was in the middle of rewinding. Oh again. my god! Oh, yeah. So I was like, "All right, this roll is like destined to not want to do." So-. It's a so devil's roll. It was so terrible. So I was like, "All right, let me try and get this back in the canister." <laughs> yeah, you know. So I'm I'm in the like, in my living room or our <laughs> living room at like midnight, and there's like it's super dark. Like I have all the lights off, but it's still a little bit of light happening. But yeah. I'm, like, in the process of, like, getting it in this canister. I'm, like, halfway there. And then Monty comes in the door, bursts all the hallway lights on. He's like, hey, what's up? He's like, you good? I'm like, turn it out! <laughs> turn it out!" <up!" laughs> uh. <laughs> so I'm like, no! No, I'm going to save this role. And then, I, you know, I go back into my room. I go to my room, and then I shut all the curtains. I'm like, all right, we're not having this happen again. So I finally right. get it. I, I'm like, all right. I get it, like, halfway, and then it just gets stuck, so it won't even go back in the canister. I'm like, all right, fuck it. I'm gonna take it like i I found like a canister for like old cards or something it like blacked it out and then put the yeah. roll in there and then I took that thing to Canada with me. It went through an x ray and then, <laughs> and then Jesus then I was like. I got to the, the developer, uh, lab and they were like, uh, I was like, can you push this role as well? Because it was also a, a, a role of film that I was doing a technique called like pushing the film. Whereas yeah. you kind of, you shoot underexposed,
0: Right. And then, and then you, they, they push like, it up. Yeah, they push it they up. So, it, yeah.
2: so I was like, hey, can you push this as well? Like, so it was the most jacked up role of film, <laughs> but it survived. It was my first roll of film that I got developed from the camera that I just bought ever. So okay. it was my first test roll.
0: So I was Fire. like, I don't
3: even know the camera oh my works. God. The roll survived. <laughs> but the roll survived.
0: Amazing. All of wow. that. Amazing.
3: Hold on. The the roll alone cost twenty dollars. You said
2: the, it was. Uh, it was like, I think the roll itself was like ten or twelve dollars. But like after. Everything that like I got it in like a three right, or four right. pack. It was it ended up being like a twenty, twenty
3: five dollar why, why didn't you go <laughs> with something like cheaper if you didn't hey bro, if you didn't I, even know
2: like <laughs> I was just like you know, go harder or go home.
3: And, you know, you, you gotta <laughs> just go for it.
2: Absolutely, and I did. You know, and it, it worked out great. I mean, the the role is horrible, but
0: yeah, at yeah. least
2: I know my camera works. At least I know that you know I can salvage a role if I need to. Right, and and I have a great time doing it because that that role has a story. Now. It forever <laughs> well, has a story.
3: You know, it's all you need. That's oh all you Oh my god! But yeah, that's amazing. <laughs> Fire. So so Graham, I got a I got a question for you. So. Yeah. Have you, um, were you doing music first, way before photography? I imagine. I feel like you were. Yeah. You were taught, right? You were. You had a teacher first for piano. Am I incorrect?
0: Um no, you're not incorrect. Yeah. So I I got into film photography probably freshman year of high school, which was mm-hmm. uh, 2014, 2015. What? Right. Um. And just because. Uh, my friend reese was shooting film and i just thought it was really fucking cool yeah um and then <laughs> yeah i've been playing i mean i've been making music let's see producing since i i, I was finding demos from 2013, 2013. 2014. 2014 so i've been i've been producing since like then and you're, around you're then. 19 now? i'm 19, 19. Yeah. Yeah. So that's, gotcha. It's five like six years. years so six years,
3: yeah. Damn. Yeah. Um, Jeez.
0: And then, yeah, I've been playing piano since I was uh, like two. I started lessons at five.
2: <laughs> so it's it's wow. a little innate, if you will. It's,
0: yeah, it's, it's in the blood. I've been doing music for a, a fairly long <laughs> amount of time. <laughs>
3: oh, God. That's fair. That's a I think affair. the first time that I ever heard of you... Um, cause obviously, I, I mean, like I, I heard of you more through Najee, but I think I found you on my own and it was 2017 mm-hmm. and uh, Najee, I think you and I had just moved in. Probably. That, yeah. That's I think sweet. that was, yeah. Cause it was that April. I think, am I wrong that you released, I don't know why I'm asking this, but anyway, so you released a sample pack with Samplified.
2: Oh
0: yeah, that, yeah April. So,
3: and it was like the lo-fi sounds yeah. and drum kit. Yeah. Well, it, uh, sample pack. A lot of people actually got oh. this uh got, got
0: this wrong. It wasn't even my sample pack. I just made the demo for it.
2: Oh, oh did you?
0: Okay. Yeah, I didn't have I didn't have anything to do with the sample pack. I think they included my project file from the demo in there, so got there it. there are some sounds that I used yes. from other sample because I mean, that that kit was cool, but they they only sent me a rough draft of it. Mm. to make this demo with they didn't right, send right. me the full mm-hmm. the full kit so i had like very limited options so i ended up just <laughs> using other samples <laughs> truly lofi you know? yeah yeah exactly <laughs> um but i remember but yeah.
3: i remember when i first heard that and i was just like because I, I had only heard the uh um the demo right and i think i was like i was like yo naji <laughs> it was hilarious it's hilarious <laughs> looking back on it because i was like yo naji you got to listen to this man this demo is incredible and he walks over he's like yeah, yeah let me hear it he's like oh shit that's quickly <laughs> and i was like wait Bye. what <laughs> it was super funny had, yeah. But
0: yeah yeah i was uh i remember making that demo too i was like excuse me i was uh a fucking we had like f- family friends over for dinner <laughs> and i had to i had to finish the demo because i had to send it that night And my mom was, like, yelling at me to, like, come... Come down! Yeah, come down down and eat dinner. And and I was like, one sec, one sec, I gotta finish it. (laughs) That's how it
2: goes, bro. (laughs) Yeah, man. I've made made some of my most interesting tracks, like, on kitchen tables before, you know, lunch or, like... Oh, yeah. Like, with people in hospitals, Mm -hmm. like... Yeah,
0: (laughs) yeah. (laughs) That's how it goes. I used to make beats in class, like, all the time during class. I got in trouble... Mm. Up, like many times for having my headphones on during class
2: <laughs> they're like what are you doing um <laughs> uh, clearly yeah. making these fat beats like, so yeah. one
0: time one time i fucking i was recording i don't know why i was even doing this but i had a field recorder in um philosophy class and i was just field recording my teacher <laughs> like just talking <laughs> i was like maybe he'll say something that i could sample or, or whatever Correct. and uh i guess it was a, it was a distraction or whatever he wasn't a huge fan of me anyway and, he just and, needed a reason That's yeah and he literally uh like as i was recording he picked it up so on the recording you can hear it's like <laughs> him talking and then he kind of stops and then he just goes yep i'll be taking that and like picks it up wow <laughs> and he actually turned it off which is good so he didn't waste the battery true
2: you know so like i guess <laughs> <is super> <laughs> yeah it's <laughs> pretty funny right.
0: i have i still have that um, have you recording. ever did you
2: successfully sample him
0: no i didn't damn. it was too quiet i was no. i was recording at the wrong volume i think uh, i literally just busted out of my
3: backpack and like hit yeah. record turned it on damn, damn. wow what i can that? just hear your teachers now and you you know like are you listening to music during, during class yeah no, like I'm, I'm making it
0: like Graham. <laughs> Graham, i've told you for like this is the third time now take off your headphones <laughs> it's funny though because um, I did that like pretty much every day in senior year like uh. in most of my classes um, mm-hmm. because the importance of, of school versus music kind of switched throughout high school you know like mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
2: Did, you, did you go through like senioritis at all was that a thing for you or, oh yeah
0: dude I fucking like I didn't really like high school especially <sighs> a lot of people their senior years is the easiest year Yeah, my senior year mm-hmm. was punishingly hard like they gave us the last because we were on trimesters and the last trimester was just the hardest um like i don't know marathon of school i've ever had to do Uh. it was just like (laughs) they put us through crazy we had to give a um we had this class called senior x Uh and uh like the the big final project for senior x was we had to give a 75 minute presentation and write a uh like uh a huge research paper and we had to do research oh. throughout the whole um like the whole trimester so however many months that is but it was like the minimum i think the minimum amount of pages any kid wrote was like 10 mine was like 11 and there like this one girl uh. wrote 65 pages oh
2: she wrote a thesis oh my God. yeah for a research report Straight up, just and we had a to thesis.
0: yeah we had to um yeah and then we had to present that to uh a teacher for 75 minutes could you oh my god
3: could you choose the topic or
0: yes that was a good part you could choose the topic so i actually i actually did mine on um fucking spotify i did it on really on sampling the legality of sampling and like streaming services and i remember i got a uh I got a seventy-two point seven percent on the paper. Hold up, hold up, hold up! Seventy-two point seven percent on the paper, and one hundred percent on the presentation because because we had our senior ex teacher was really hard, like hard ass Mm -hmm. um, teacher. Yeah, but but Mm -hmm. I got to present to the music teacher who fucking loved me because she was my Ah. like inside expert or whatever for the project. So I presented to her and got a one hundred percent on the yeah. See that's that's budget. amazing. That,
2: I guess that's that's a frustrating thing in in two aspects. Is like one, it's already a paper you don't want to do, but two, yeah. <laughs> you know why is it that it's still the same exact concept but it, your grade is dependent on who liked you or right not? Like that's yeah,
0: that's, right. That's kind of bullshit. Yeah, that is trash. Because other other kids got fucked over having to present for like. Because it was basically just whatever, um, whatever topic you wrote on, they would assign you a teacher at the school that maybe would have knowledge on that topic. So uh, obviously, since I did something on music, I got the music teacher. Right. Say I did something on uh, on like literature, you would, you would get yeah. put on, you would get put with the the English teacher who was like the bitchiest, like hardest mm-hmm. teacher at the school, and they'd be reviewing oh you God. for the biggest project of your high oh, school career. Gosh, you know? that's hard.
2: I mean, it is it is indicative of of life
3: after oh, school. Oh yeah, oh of course, yeah. I mean, that's true. <laughs> it's very true. It's just, People need to like you in yeah. order for
2: you to succeed. And that that just sucks because that that is unfortunately yeah. how many things operate now. It
0: does. But luckily, I got I got lucky. It was kind of tight though because in the presentation, I was talking about sampling and shit. So I was giving mm-hmm. examples of samples and stuff like that. Hmm. I was just I was just up there in front of a group of. Students, because basically the way it works is all the other kids from different grades would come and watch um, these presentations, mm-hmm, yep. right? They would, the whole day would just be spent, these kids going from presentation to presentation. Ah. And when I, before I was a senior, I fucking skipped that day every single, every time, bro. <laughs> every time. And, uh, but I was, I was just up there presenting for all these kids, playing yep. like J Dilla. <laughs> like teaching oh, them about. Amazing. Wait, so where
2: did you go to high school?
0: I went to the school called Riverdale High School. Riverdale High School, and I also went to Riverdale Elementary School. And it's this. Oh my god, that
3: sounds like a TV show, bro. Because it, it, cause it is. It is. It's literally. Is up. it? Is it? Yeah, Riverdale is like a
0: TV show. <laughs> but I'm I'm from the OG Riverdale. It's been around since like the fucking late 1800s. There you so. go. You're um, here
2: first, but I mean that. <laughs> portland like what's what, what is the demographic for there because like i would imagine white I, I would,
0: dude I, it's, it's white it's white as fuck <laughs>
2: I was gonna say, I mean, you're putting a lot of people on in that regard because like who do you how many people do you think that aren't in music in yeah,
0: Portland jay dilla like none i had none. like my okay especially to my school like no offense to any of the kids that went there but a lot of the Kids at the school are just weird as fuck. Like <laughs> like really weird dude, like like um seniors in high school, like 18-year-old um budding men walking around the school with like roly backpacks.
2: Hey bro. What?
0: <laughs> like weird shit, dude. And so I had my core and it's also really small. There's 250 kids in the whole school. Oh, that is tiny. Yeah, oh, wow. tiny. So you know everybody, and you just cycle through the same fucking yeah. six teachers, you know. Through, um, or there's more. Than wow, that, that's or, so or, small. Yeah, that's so really small. So when I was when I was presenting about samples, like my music teacher had, she didn't even know what a sample was, and she oh told me, God. bro, she told me at the end of the um, at the end of my presentation, she she like raised her hand. This, this is how I know I was gonna get a hundred percent for sure. <'cause> she <laughs> she raised her hand and was like, I was doing questions. She was like. Yeah, well, I just had a comment. um So before I saw this presentation, I probably if I if I knew what a sample was, I probably would have said it was uh it was stealing. That was like my whole argument was right, that right. it's not. Uh-huh. And she was like, but you know, after after you playing me those examples, you know, I really think sampling in hip hop is is uh an art form. And you did a good job. And uh, oh, I was, yeah. like, I I was like,
3: ooh, I'm, passing. Man, I'm getting this. Hey, <laughs> passing
1: this class. Damn.
3: <laughs> Yeah, bro. I feel like I feel like if we went to high school, we would have we would have been friends. I did my um, I actually did my college thesis on um, the Beatles recording techniques oh, and fuck. how well, they've helped. Yeah,
2: you and you and Louise are, are
0: Beatles. We, Artists. I mean, we need to have we should have a talk about that anyway. Exactly. Break, oh, break it let's down. Do,
3: yeah, we should.
0: <laughs> Man. Yeah, so
3: I, I delved into so like my whole I wrote a whole paper. Uh, my paper was actually on the personalities. Of the Beatles and how it, it pushed them to write better music because they were all in a competition with each other mm. True. to write the next best song. Um, especially, of course, John Lennon and Paul McCartney. True, right? And then George Harrison was like really trying very hard to to be in there. Ringo was just along for the ride,
0: you know. Ringo just Ringo was just, <laughs> just chilling. It. dude. But I I would some of my favorite Beatles songs are George Harrison songs. Same, he was a genius. And even yeah, Oh, uh, let's see what was. I'm trying to think of some ones that Ringo wrote because he wrote he wrote some you know, yeah,
3: yeah. Um, Octopus's Garden he wrote with George, uh-huh. right? Um, I know he did a bunch of covers at the beginning, and I know the he- song Good Night. I think John Lennon wrote for him. Okay,
0: well, I uh, remember. Um, yeah. I remember too. Reading that when they were first starting, they wanted even though Ringo didn't have he had like the um like worst force or whatever whatever they were yeah, saying yeah. out of them but they wanted it to be equal so they would let him sing songs <laughs> on some of the records <laughs>
2: I guess Matt and like Ringo like, hey yeah. guys, include me. They're like, Ringo, stop.
0: Like, calm down. We're like
2: you're the drummer. There's there's a reason. It's yeah, like no, but I got him, it. John's like,
0: No, he's probably right. We Give, should give him a chance. Give him a chance. Yeah,
3: Let him sing. And
0: then Ringo's like, I thought Come this on, guy. Ringo? Hey! And then he writes a song about into octopuses. <laughs> <Octopi.
3: Yeah. laughs> like, good for you, Ringo. Great oh job. My God. Great job.
0: Like, <laughs> Good efforts.
3: Have you seen that Family Guy episode where it's like, it's like that one time Ringo tried to write music? He said, "Hey guys, I wrote a song called Octopus's Garden," and they're like, "Put it on the fridge. <laughs> we'll hang it up right here on the fridge, right here."
2: That's exactly what that feels like.
0: Yo, real <laughs> shit though have you have either of you seen ringo Starr's art that he sells no i didn't know he no. even made art oh my fucking god me either okay there's something that i would like to do a case study on um which is how long uh like how long creative expression lasts in a mm. person because mm-hmm. if man like how do i put this dude the art is terrible it's horrible <laughs> It's like literally, it's literally, I'm sorry, bro. It's, it's MS Paint art. Like, it looks like he, I'm not even fucking with you. It looks like he literally like hopped on his computer on his like Windows 95 and like opened MS Paint and literally just cranked out like six, um, like masterpieces.
3: Oh god, Dude,
0: it's hilarious. (laughs) If, yo.
3: Oh my God. I'm looking at it right now. Holy this is real It's fucking real He sells them for thousands of dollars Cause he's ring those You're songs. kidding me
0: Thousands of dollars bro And and the, the the His older art is worse Like his newer stuff He's He got into more like Um Stencil And Fucking I don't even Like Just really generic Like kind of pop Pop yeah. art bullshit You know yeah. But his old shit is the gold Like 2008 2009 2012 Like Just MS paint Like <laughs> Ringo Starr on the computer just oh, shitting this that's stuff crazy. out. So, wait, in
2: your in your opinion, so this case study, yeah, like what what would you say, what is your verdict on
0: that on the creative? I don't know. I I don't know because I think there are people like David Lynch who who are able to be creative oh for my a, God. an entire lifetime. David Lynch, I think <laughs> I think that's a that's an insane thing. But then you look at like if Ringo Starr had any um, ounce of of creative knowledge. I mean, left in him, maybe he wouldn't be making these artworks, you know? I mean, it it could just also be, like, a deeper thing where he's literally just like, fuck it. Like, it's it could be just genius, you know? True. I'm Ringo Starr. I don't... I Yeah. Like, he's... He, maybe he's just in his underwear, like, laughing. Like, f- people are gonna buy this art because I'm Ringo Starr. But... Because I'm Ringo Starr. But at the same time, I don't know. Because mm. that seems to happen a lot, you know? You like these creative geniuses and masterminds kind of like lose the spark or they they become out of touch of with uh what's cool you know they get left behind a little Mm bit
3: so i'm just i'm just curious about that i don't know that's a that's a really interesting case study and i'm like i i absolutely yeah we're gonna be best friends (laughs) Uh, david lynch is one of my favorite favorite uh directors of of all time he's 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 incredible yeah yeah everything that he does honestly i'm just like he's uh, on it completely blown away yeah i don't know if you were into like did you watch twin peaks um i watched let's see it's uh yeah
0: i watched part of it i think i got maybe a season and a half but i don't i didn't finish it
3: so like one of his newer so like there are only two seasons of that show and then there was a third season yeah that they made 25 years later. Right. And it just came out, like, I don't know, like two y- years ago. Yeah, I remember I my think.
0: friend Liam was, like, tripping over that.
3: It's it's amazing. It's the only time I feel like on television, like, actual real TV, I will see something that is, like, surreal, that has a dreamscape, mm. that makes me feel unsettled by my own mind. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it's just, like, I I don't know. The man's, man's a genius. The, the, the,
0: the moment I knew he was on some other shit is in the in the first season of uh, Twin Peaks in that dream sequence when homie's speaking mm-hmm. backwards and like... Oh, yeah. I haven't seen it. Never, I've literally never seen it. You haven't seen it? Weeks, you gotta watch ever. it, bro. It's really nutty. Oh God, you gotta I, I watch hear it. it a lot. You know, I, like, it's also it. like, man, Eraserhead. Like, that movie is fucked yes. up. <laughs> Have you seen that <laughs> movie? Is. I haven't seen that movie either. It's, it's so crazy. Oh, my God. Because I... Um, I've, I've been... Like earlier this year I was going through a bunch of lists of like top fifty like most fucked up movies ever, you know, like weirdest movies. Yeah, do, do you have a top three? Um, dude, well, I watched this one called Killing of a Sacred Deer, which is insane. Oh, why does that sound really funny? psychological thriller, like sounds so funny. really fucking nutty. Um it's one of those <laughs> movies where you you're watching it and you're like, Oh man, like I can't wait for this to end. Um <laughs> But uh i don't know about top three that that one just stands out mm-hmm. a lot but Eraserhead might be up there because that it's i didn't know this going into it because i didn't really i made it a point to not read anything about it i just right, always right. see it mm-hmm. on the lists. but man the acting is so like it's so um unforgivingly stale it's just huh. they say their lines with no um like emotion emotion yeah it's it's like everybody is is a fucking stone wall
2: interesting was that like intentful yeah
0: yeah yeah it was all it was all intentional and the um i mean it's classified as a body horror movie so it's it has a lot of weird shit uh david lynch did most i think most if not all the special effects with like clay and, and shit
2: interesting oh so it's practical effects because practical yeah. effects always yeah. Tend to, yeah like stand the test of time yeah i think so like, and
0: because it's it's artistic yeah. it has artistic value hey, yeah regardless of whether or not mm-hmm. it looks you know he's not trying to make it look realistic that's not the, right, that's right. not the goal no, not at all. right um but it's just mm-hmm. dude it's the, it's shot in black and white and the whole I, for me the whole thing about that movie is it seems like everything he's doing in the movie is to make it just, like, hard to watch for the viewer. Like, huh. every scene lasts longer mm-hmm. than you think it should. And every conversation mm-hmm. is more awkward. There'll be huge pauses in between people talking to each other. And it's, like, it's like the whole movie is just created to make the viewer feel really fucking weird. Interesting. Yeah. Like, so,
2: in, like, more of a, an unsettling way than the... What was that most recent movie that came out that was, like, deemed, like, the worst movie? Like, James Franco and somebody else made, like, a remake of it. Like, it was...
3: Oh, uh, oh, um, the,
0: the, uh, yeah. I can't think of. You that. know what I'm I mean, talking the Tommy about? Tommy Wiseau one. Yeah, yeah.
2: yeah, yeah. But that, but but that one had more of a comedic undertone. Yeah, yeah. I would I would think it was. It, yeah,
0: I mean the whole the, was it the room?
3: I think it's a room. Yeah, yeah, it was it was called, a room. Yeah, it's called a room. And the the movie with James Franco was the disaster artist. Yeah, so got it, got it. well the Tommy Wiseau
0: <laughs> one. The whole point why it's like a cult classic mm-hmm. and everything was because he was just this terrible actor that, like. It, like nobody really knows where he came from, right. you know. He just appeared one day and had money <laughs> to make a movie, and a movie? that's the whole story of it. Was he just made this shitty ass movie, but had like <laughs> he was so like it's so bad, he was, but he's so real about it, you know. Uh, he was so like into mm-hmm. it, like to him, this was like his um white album, you know. This was like his masterpiece. ah, yeah.
2: got uh, okay. But, but you it, know, it ended up just being this
0: hilariously bad <laughs> movie. <laughs>
2: Hmm. So wait, if you were to, if you were to like, what would you make if you were to ever make a movie? Like, what would you, do you prefer like art house type stuff or <coughs> do you prefer like kind of cerebral? Um, I mean, art house is cerebral, but
0: like. I, I, I like, you know, I like surreal stuff a lot. Certainly. Mm-hmm. Like. I really like surreal animation. Hmm. And And. Uh, so like, what would be like, okay. If
2: we, if we compare. Like Coraline type stuff? Yes. Or?
0: Actually. Funny as fuck you should say that that movie <laughs> that movie was my favorite movie for like years. Coraline's really good. That movie's amazing. It's amazing. When I I yeah. saw it when it came out, I saw it in theaters, and I don't remember. It probably came out in what 2011, 12. Yeah, early, early. Sometime around there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I saw it in theaters, and I was like. I was stoked on it because it was way more scary than any other it's, like it's kids like movie. You know, like yeah.
2: kind of unsettling because yeah. like I, I, yeah. you know it's surprising that they were able to get away with that in yeah. a kids movie.
0: Yeah, mm-hmm. and and fun fact, the animation studio that made that is in Portland. Ha <laughs> <laughs> ha! Oh
3: really, <laughs> Henry Selick? Uh, is, that's what's called. I don't no no Henry Henry Selick is the uh he's 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 the director so he he also did um Nightmare Before Christmas Yeah it's it's the what's the
0: studio name because it has they did a they did a huge uh. um, they did a fucking big exhibit of all their props like the stop motion props <gasps> at the Portland Art Museum like a year ago, that I went, it was really cool. They had, they had prop pieces from Coraline and oh, yeah. and uh, that's super cool. Like, uh, night Baron for Christmas. And they also did that movie about the kid who's like, oh, 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 there's James and the Giant kid.
2: Peach. There's James and the Giant Peach. There's also the uh, guy with the Kubo, I think. Did they do Kubo or no? Um, I don't,
3: I'm not, I don't think know. that they did Kubo, huh. Yeah, but James and the Giant Peach would be the other one. They did
0: one, this, right? they did this one about this kid who it's like a zombie movie. About this oh. kid. I don't I don't remember what it was called though, but they had hell props from that one too. They huh. had that mm-hmm. like the house that they made for him is fucking insane. Like I had grass and like a little bike. Like every aspect of it was so thoroughly thought out. They, they <laughs> that's built amazing. like a house with like rafters and, and like actual shit in the house. Damn. Know?
2: I mean, hey, I mean that's realism though. I mean like, I I guess it's surrealism. I mean that's yeah, you, you're gonna exactly. do it well. Yeah, you do it right, yeah. do it well. that's,
0: that's, yeah. the, that's the, I feel like that's the best uh that's what's called Leica. Leica. Oh, Leica's like a studio? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Um they did do Kubo. Yeah. Ah, ha,
2: ha.
3: They did Cuba. And Paranorman oh, right. was the thing I was thinking about. Paranorman. Yeah. I Paranorman. never actually did see the one, but yeah. I remember it. Yeah. I remember that movie yeah.
0: too. Um, I I think it's really cool when surrealism is real as fuck. Like when they make realistic yeah. surrealism. Mm. I would think I a, good,
2: a good example of that. Not not in the animation space, but like one of my favorite examples of surrealism. That's real. It was like Inception. Inception, yeah, it's one of my favorite. Yes, films, period. Inception is amazing. I
3: need to Christopher that Nolan in general. Yeah, Christopher. Yeah, he's a genius. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, genius. he did he, that and uh, Memento.
0: Oh, that one's crazy. Do you remember
3: that movie? Woo. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That one's that one fucked me up for a while, and I think I, I rewatched it like seven times because I wanted to understand the timeline.
0: It's really confusing. Like My mom kind of explained it to me, like how it worked before I saw it, so I knew that going into it. Huh. Have you seen that movie? I've never seen it. it. Let's see. It's not really giving it away if I tell them how it plays out. Huh?
2: No, no, I got to see it. It's a Christopher no, Nolan no, film.
0: Not really, because like it's it's it becomes pretty clear. You understand it, you know. I'm a, I'm a, I am I'm it, adding uh, it
2: to the list. I'm gonna watch it tonight. I'm definitely gonna watch it. Tonight. Yeah. Yeah. Cuz the whole,
3: the whole story of of the guy, so he basically he's got like a he's got a disease. I don't know if it's a disease or a, but he can't like remember longer than like 5 minutes ah, at a time. Yeah. So he has the I think it's it's called anter what is it? anterograde amnesia, the inability to form new memories. Got it. Got it. Got it. So he's living his life, trying to solve the murder of his wife. Yeah. interesting. Wait, so with, how with that? Going I've, never, on. I've always been confused as
2: to how short-term versus long-term memory develops. So he knows he has a wife, but he doesn't know how. Like, how yeah, there are two
3: different parts. There are two different parts of memory. Actually, Vox and Netflix just did a, a little mini series. Um, it's on Netflix right now, but it's on the mind and it explains memory really really well. So I would I would watch that before you watch this movie because it explains that long-term memory and short-term memory. It's called short-term memory is experiential memory. Yeah. So it's something that that you you remember in the moment and right. then your long-term memory stored away. I, I don't I, I honestly it's difficult to explain. And I, I don't yeah. really know the I science mean, you're, behind you're, it. <laughs> you don't have to. I mean, there are other
2: people. You know. <laughs> yeah.
3: Let, Let everybody else figure it out. I but yeah, so he doesn't have experiential memory. But Got there's it. a yeah, there's a he it's fucking crazy. He tattoos I, himself a
0: yeah. lot. He yeah, he
2: tattoos himself a lot. Yeah, yes. And he has a polaroid. He tattoos
0: himself to mem- to remember shit that he d- uh, that he can't remember. Yeah. So like when he finds out something like a clue, he'll like tattoo it on his body so he like, remembers it.
2: I would hope he like the tattoo takes long- less than five minutes because like <laughs> oh so I be yeah long yeah long yeah. Tattoo. No, he
0: doesn't. He, they're all crude as shit. Well, some of them are kind of nice but it's a movie you know right, right. <laughs> yeah that makes sense he, yeah. they're all like really and like aesthetically kind of hard you know like he looks like a
3: mm-hmm.
0: like a soundcloud rapper not well not really but, <laughs> but he just he, he just has a like what does a
2: soundcloud rapper look like to you what do you envision soundcloud rapper? what is that i just like?
0: think of lil xan or ah guys 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 he does really look like that yeah six nine yo by the way i don't really want to um like go into a whole thing about the six nine yeah. thing right now but i uh-huh. just have a question um well, not a, more a comment. He's gonna die, right? I don't know. Like, I think because he. I, I heard as he, soon as
2: he gets
3: out. I, I, yeah, I heard as soon as refused, he gets out, he's gonna get shot. I heard
0: he refused witness protection, which <sighs> I was like, how are they gonna fucking <sighs> do that anyway? was oh, covered with tattoos. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. so that, that's what I'm thinking. Like, yeah. like I, I think he's gonna try to get back into the music industry. Yeah, he did.
2: He said, "I'm gonna be more f- popular than ever." I mean,
0: like, you bro, bro, you're might. gonna, you're gonna die. Like, everybody, like you, <laughs> yeah. everybody you were friends with hates you like that's like
2: genuinely though like he not only like broke every sort of ethical code of being like a g like an og or in any sort of game by snitching on every (laughs) possible person so whether or not not
3: you agree (laughs) with
2: snitching or not he still did it and he still broke so many codes yeah and yeah (laughs) then he, he he decided to say you know what Nah, I don't need protection and I'm going to be more famous when I get out of here. Yeah, like, like all right, cool. Bro <laughs> is like painting himself with a target. So like I genuinely... I don't know. I I would not be surprised, honestly. If I he think yeah. you
0: know what? You know what it is? He's so fucking cocky. He yep. like cuz he kind of ran the world for a little bit. He mm-hmm. ran like nah. like SoundCloud. Yeah, you yep. know what I mean? He yep. he had more money than he ever could do anything with. He had yep. more fame than ever and like i think he thinks he can go back to that because i'd imagine once you get a taste of that you don't want to stop doing that you know with that
2: kind of mindset like
0: i mean you think about it you have the promise of all this fucking crazy shit that he thinks is waiting for him as soon as he gets back into it Bro. but i personally think that he's, he's- that's a that's a big gamble he, i mean but you gotta imagine he knows that right
2: I would think he knows that, but uh, uh, him, that's uh, cockiness. It's like, you know it. But.
3: He might be delusional, you know, at this point. True. Uh, yeah. Hikey. <laughs>
0: True. I think so. Well, he's always been
3: delusional.
2: Because, like, like yeah. I mean, I No, he has, though. But, that's again, that's his personality. Yeah. Like, it's literally his been him ego, from the beginning.
0: His ego is fucking crazy. Yeah. It's ridiculous. Like, so,
2: I, I agree. I don't know, but I definitely would not be surprised if he's, like, dead within... Six months, if not, zero. well, we'll see. I'm not rooting for it. I'm not saying I wanted that. I have no affiliation to him. I don't give a shit, but <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah 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 that, that wasn't a that wasn't a
2: no no I don't, yeah,
0: I don't.
2: <laughs> but you know I just I would definitely not be surprised
0: yeah, at all he's uh he's fucked,
2: yeah, uh, but he kind of dug his yeah. own grave, honestly, like he like did. literally he, li-
0: he literally did, yeah. <laughs> It's, uh, he, the government was like, "We're trying to help you," and he just said no. So, well,
3: he said you won't get the chance. It. You're probably exactly. gonna need this. The
0: cookie will crumble how it may. We'll see.
3: Yeah. Oh gosh. Oh my god. It's like the beginning of Zelda. <laughs> They're like, "It's dangerous out there. Take this." And he's like, "Nah, Takashi six yeah, He's
0: like, "I'm out here.
3: I'm I'm a, I'm a
0: taking the a sword, and I'm just gonna, I'm gonna send it." Yeah. <laughs> whatever that's a weird yo but i, I do i'm oh, sorry no, go ahead i was just gonna say that's the weirdest comparison i've ever heard 6 9 to zelda, <laughs> zelda. <laughs> it ended up like working but it would though it was yeah
3: true. it definitely <laughs> would speaking of zelda um, like which oh go ahead please I, I just i wanted to get back into this conversation about surreal art because yes. you were talking about uh movies and like artists i don't know like, i imagine you probably like like dolly yeah I need, um, I, I need yeah. to
0: look more into, into Dolly But
3: I've seen plenty of his shit Dolly's, Dolly's amazing yeah. but I feel like one of the things that we've been missing As far as like surreal art goes cause Surreal art continues in movies And continues in uh-huh. like, like actual fine art You yeah. know like physical art forms um, But not really so much in music Like we don't really get That sort of like surreal music anymore That we used to get in the 60s From artists like the Beatles And I know you and I were talking about Jimi Hendrix Like uh, just before yeah. we got on on this uh, podcast huh. here, but um, I don't know. I can't. Can Can you think of any artist, Graham, at all that is doing something that is like surreal music or like providing people um, an experience? You know what I mean? Yeah. Where they can experience something that's purely emotional and it doesn't necessarily have like need words. Well, you know to go ahead.
0: Yeah, I think. Let's see. Yeah, I mean, I think it still exists. It's certainly few and far between. Like, because in the '60s, obviously that was that was the trend was to be all surreal and, and weird <laughs> and out there. You know, that was like cool. People, right? People were doing it because it was cool. Um, but I would say, honestly, like I don't give a fuck how cliche or whatever it might be. Tim and Paul brings a lot of psychedelic shit to the table. And he yes. he is uh, Kevin Parker is in my opinion a fucking genius, like that man's I incredible. Think, um, his songwriting skills are literally off the hinge. Like, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, he's amazing. Um, Inner Speaker, yeah, he's like, one, he's
3: one of my favorite producers. Uh, yeah, right I now mean, he's a genius. Like in, in general, like Inner yeah. Inner
0: Speaker, his first record is is seriously amazing. I've like, never heard it. You've never Damn. heard it, man. You never it. That's what I'm You saying. probably I, heard currents though. Yeah, you know yeah, that yeah, the, the purple record. Yeah, yeah. Um, dude, yeah. Inner Speaker is so fucking good. Like the thing about him too, and this is what this is going back to like the Beatles and um mm-hmm. and Hendrix and like all these people that have such distinct styles. Yo. You can tell when it's when it's Kevin Parker. And uh-huh. I mean that out, yeah. outside of only Tame and Paul because he produces shit for you know he used to do shit for Melody's echo chamber when they were together when they yes. were dating and he's done um like he
3: did uh a song on travis scott's yeah, right. album yep.
0: and he did uh he did um, like a miguel mm-hmm. remix and he's done shit he yeah. you know he produces all pawns albums and various Probably. other mm-hmm. um, works
3: with mark ronson a lot yeah
0: yeah exactly like various other just bands in in Australia. And like in the in the um, dare I say psych rock you know category, <laughs> but um, he you can the thing about him that's reminiscent of, of shit from the sixties is you can always tell when it's him because it's like it's something in his in his drum sounds he has a really distinct drum sound mm-hmm. yep um, his kit his kit is like oh it's crunchy it's fucking it's super crunchy. delicious but yeah. it's it's a lot of like it's very loopy too you know yep. It'll, it'll just yep. loop it, it's Trans like like it, it, it yeah, can produce yeah. like a And that's stage. what like um and I think Anthony Fantano said this in one of his reviews of, of uh Tam and Paul. He was he uh likened that sound to uh revolver, which I think is really mm. warranted. Because Interesting. the shit on Revolver, like tomorrow never knows. I mean that that whole album I, I yeah. was tweeting about this. The whole album is like a um, auditory masterpiece. If for no reason else, just because it was, it broke so many boundaries when it came out. Like that was the first use of yeah. sidechain compression in a musical context. That's crazy. You know, the Beatles in, in were a, in a pop context. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know? the Beatles were were yep. ahead of
2: the time. They they pioneered so many. Yeah. Oh yeah. Techniques. They they yeah.
0: they were just consistently like running laps around uh, around fools at the time. But it's um <laughs> it's kind of amazing because. I mean, a lot of people say that Kevin Parker sounds like John Lennon because Kevin Parker has like a deviated um, septum or whatever the fuck septum, yeah. yeah. So he so he has that really nasally <laughs> John Lennon type uh-huh. sound, vocal sound, and uh, so I definitely hear the the resemblance to uh, to the Beatles, but it, but still, it's like this distinct style that's really hard to emulate. That um, mm-hmm. yeah, I think it's really really surreal. A lot of the lyrics. Um, Tim are Paul very lyric. surreal yeah also uh king gizzard and the lizard wizard
3: yes on my list as well king gizzard s-
0: surreal as yes. fuck huh
3: uh, yes, very
0: yes. Much they so. have that song uh what's it called rattlesnake where that's the only lyric uh-huh. yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah <or> dope
3: <laughs> yeah and i feel like that that's sort of like a s- experimental we, we don't have that space in, in pop music right now no. where we can be that experimental because I, I feel like back then You know like even in the 60s you could have a song where it would be one chord like tomorrow never knows yeah you know um and and that's 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 a hit and everybody loves that and it's literally one chord even even nowadays though you you can't really play around with form so much anymore exactly well
2: at least in the popular space like it's it's a lot harder to get that to to come through like do you think another bohemian rhapsody
3: could exist in
2: today's time
3: No, not not in top Mm forty. I don't think right now. I don't think so because I think the closest we got to that was Fun, the band Fun,
0: huh? That's their album. Some
3: nights, do you remember that? I do. I remember remember that. See, yeah,
0: yeah. I I just I could see that actually. I always just remember that sound as being that sound and that occupying the pop space for a couple years. Yeah, the you know they had a sound right.
2: Yeah, they definitely did that.
0: Yeah. it kind of radiated a lot throughout a lot of yeah. it's like when dubstep started getting popular mm-hmm. and like every fucking top <laughs> had like a dubstep drop you remember that? i remember
2: <laughs> i was so confused when it first like kind of like bled into the u.s culture because i thought it was like an artist and i i just like yeah. randomly would see like dubstep remix so
0: i'm like who is dubstep Like, please tell
2: me yeah.
0: no that was a uh, that was see to me that shit was just weird like you'd be hearing you'd be, you'd be listening to black eyed peas on the radio and they dub-set have like this watered down ass dub drop yeah like yeah like,
2: i gotta feel it yeah come
0: on <laughs> <laughs> it was it was so much like they would have a i, I think it was uh that artist pink remember yep. pink I think she had yeah. a track with a dubstep drop, and I was like, "Dude, what the f-, like, <laughs> what the fuck? Can I, like, why
3: How are you doing?" <laughs> just because. Oh my god! And
0: that's what that's what pop has become. Is I mean, everybody knows this. It's it's a broken. You're a broken record if you if you talk about it. It's literally just a a melting pot of like just like bullshit. You know? Yeah, I mean, it's
2: the sounds yeah. that were like underground. Five years ago, and then diluted to be yeah. more mass and I, marketable. I'm not
0: talking about, like, mm-hmm. um, because the term pop is used pop for a lot of other genres, you know? Like yeah. the whole, right. uh, let's see, like PC music, you know, like Umaru, Charlie uh-huh. XCX, shit like that. That right. is pop music, too. Right. Geeks, all that's pop music. But, but it's, it's definitely mm-hmm, left. It's, it's Yeah, it's way less. Left. It's, <laughs> yeah. it's like the future, you know? Yeah. They're making music in 2050. I, I I like to <laughs> yeah. think of it as like a, a buffer. Like pop
2: has an innate buffer in it, right? Yeah. So like within pop music, you obviously have like the current current sound that's on radio right now. Well, I say current, but right. what, what is currently being copied and distorted from five years back. So the current pop sound, and then you're going to have your left of pop sound yeah. that is kind of like, it's literally like next in line. Charlie XCX could be far bigger than she is, but because she's currently making the stuff that could be, basically huge in the next five years. Yeah. She's still relatively right. slept on. Yeah. You know? Even though she's right. doing the work right now. She's doing the, the pioneer work now. Right. Her Uro Absolutely. PC music. Like that's an iconic push into a different mm-hmm. pop frontier. But yeah. people aren't ready for it yet. It's and it's not dilutable yet. Like Charlie doesn't give a fuck. She's just like I am making the hardest, weirdest shit yeah. I can.
0: It's not a it's it's a becoming more marketable certainly, but for a while it was like when PC music was first starting, I remember it was just super outsider, and mm-hmm. a lot of people were like, "What the fuck is this?" Like people thought it was kind of a joke, even Absolutely. Some, some of the yeah. stuff like Hannah Diamond and like uh, yeah. I don't know. But then people started catching on, and now it's like a it's a whole like became like a counterculture. You know,
2: but that's what I mean. Like that, yeah. they're they're in the buffer currently. They are next in queue, right? Yeah, they're, <laughs> yeah. they're coming up. the The current pop sound is kind of shifting away and moving exactly. into blending itself into R and B. And letting the Latin mm-hmm. market take over, letting the r yeah. market kind of take over that. And then the next pop sound is that Charlie XEX yeah. direction, which I'm completely fine with. I'm cool I'm, with it. I'm worried. Oh, yeah. That Absolutely. I, I don't know what the diluted sound is going to be like. Like, yeah. I don't know what that's going to feel like, but.
0: Well, I mean, there's going to be good and bad in, in the top 40 always. Because think about course. it, like, throughout um, the past, you know, since 2000 even, like the mm. 90s, the, in the 90s, the mm-hmm. top 40 was obviously way different. But like in the, since the 2000s, yeah. there, there's been this sound that um, has always changed a little bit. But huh. you could pick out pop tunes that came out in 2019 that would sound perfectly fine coming out in 2010, yep. like, you know? Yep, yep, yep. Fucking yeah. almost 20 years later. Like that's a. True. 10, 10 years later. Yeah. Like that's a. Um, it's, it's weird. It's kind of like scary. Do you think to me. that's a problem? I like is that, is that. I don't think it's a problem. I think it is what it is. I think it's just uh, something that because the ultimate goal of like top forty type music, there's there's right. to in my mind, there's very little artistic merit, and the ultimate goal is to be something that. Um, Just an average Your average joke And just consume You know uh-huh, uh-huh. Like pop music right. To me Exists for the people That want to listen to music But don't really care About music No music, I agree like, you know? like, like literally
2: Popular music Is meant yeah, to it's, be it's, For the
0: It's consumable music That everybody can listen to And um, You know It's like It's like level one music It's like the base Of Of uh. It's the, it, it's, it's the surface. It's literally right? exactly really the
2: top layer of what music. Like if you if you were to send off you know a record to space and somehow it would reach aliens, it'd be yeah. like you know level one. Pop. Yeah, like <laughs> this is yeah exactly.
0: Like th- these are the songs that like babies know. You know, baby right. a baby can sing along to a senorita. Anybody, yeah. You know?
2: And 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 yeah. that's that's the entire point. It's packaged and diluted and 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 made into a consumable product yeah.
3: that can be consumed quickly. We did too, very yeah. quickly. We, <laughs> no we, pun intended. <laughs> we did send a song out into space. We did on a on a probe. We did. That's right. we, we it was, sent a whole, it was a, we sent the whole record out, huh? A whole record, yeah. <laughs> Wait, what was the and record? I can't ba- Baby sounds. It was a golden got, record. Like, it was
0: um, it was yeah. it was commissioned by Carl Sagan. By, I think yeah, did it, Carl right? Sagan. And it just has a bunch of uh,
3: nature sounds. Yeah, nature sounds and like sounds of people talking. Yeah, I think we. And, I uh, think the we, Beatles. All you need is love. Huh? Yeah, right. It's a man. nice little Earth sampler. Yeah. This is Earth.
0: See, that's th- this is like man. I I could just talk about the Beatles forever, bro. There, I think I think <laughs> the Beatles. I'll make this claim: the Beatles are the the most slept on, non slept on band ever
2: oh wait, wait you got to expound on that what do you mean by that because
0: mean? the obviously nobody's sleeping on the beatles everybody fucking knows who the beatles are but right. there's like so many different phases of the beatles and so many layers to their songs and mm. albums and shit and like you look at like i know for me personally for the longest time mm. until literally like last year or two years ago a year and a half ago i i whenever i think of i thought of beatles i would think of let it be and hey jude and like these these rock Mm -hmm. anthems that everybody knows and like yellow submarine but i didn't i didn't look at it so much as artistic merit even though i knew they pioneered a lot of shit i was just saying that kind of as like a vapid thing like Like, i listen to beatles yeah Yeah. they pioneered like music or whatever you know like they did something in the music industry but then you listen to it more and you you hear these songs that you know like like not everybody's talking about um you know i'm so tired that's not like a that's not like a beatles <laughs> right it's not like one of the top like 10 songs people talk about but it's fucking at all. it's hard you know? a deep cut it's crazy and it's funny because the beatles are so big that even their deep cuts are like popular songs but it's, yeah. it's not even it's they're still slept on because because they're just dope that's that's like the the thing yeah. like, like
2: that people don't know how to go down the rabbit hole. Yeah, I would say. like, like,
0: dude, Strawberry Fields Forever, most slept on, non-slept on song ever. Everybody, I, I everybody like knows it, that song. True, but the orchestrate, the yeah, orchestration yeah, and the George Martin's orchestration, yeah, fucking George Martin, bro. Like, like, and
2: the amount of versions that exist and and the, the the different complexities yeah. that come with
0: each, and the the mixing, yes. the drum processing, Everything. and For the each um, what is it like the sitar, the. Yeah, like it's just insane, dude. The <laughs> Mellotron, like, yeah, it, I feel the same way about um, uh, what is that song? Good Vibrations by the Beach Boys. Not, not necessarily the yes, whole song. Yes, that song's yeah. amazing not, too. I, I, I'm not a huge fan of the second half, um, but the, the goddamn dude, the intro and the verse are like mm-hmm. impeccable. Like the or, the organ sound and the melody. Like,
3: I feel like those artists really understood. How to put sounds together? Yeah,
0: they got and it. And like
3: they, they may uh. not be playing like complex things, but the but the painting of like sound, like the color of the sounds that they're using is they just blend so well together. Uh. And like the, I don't know who their engineers were, but George George Martin definitely as as an engineer and and uh, producer like uh. makes sounds so well together. Like it was just it's amazing what they were able to accomplish with. The gear that they had, there, yeah, you know,
0: well, and they would always, they was always, they would always chalk it up to the fact that when they were recording, there were no egos, and if if it was all just based on, will this sound good or will it sound bad? And if there was an idea that somebody would throw up that would that ended up sounding bad, they wouldn't include it. It didn't like nobody got hurt feelings if right. their idea didn't make the cut mm-hmm. because they knew yeah. it was. And I, of course, that that started to shift like during the White Album, they had a lot of like trouble with uh, right, each other right. and shit like that but yeah but uh yeah. you know it was just pure like artistic creation like artistic like f- four dudes who literally just understand each other and understand music to a really like sharp tight point and they're just in the studio mm-hmm. high as fuck trying to like innovate <laughs> you know and that's like <laughs> that's like the like, coolest shit ever
2: do you think there's anybody comparable today that that is on a similar path like not, they don't have to be there yet. Like, obviously, becoming the Beatles takes some right. time. But like, do you think? Do you know of anybody today that you feel like it can be solo or, or a group? Mm-hmm. But like, that that's kind of like on that that wave or in well, that direction.
0: Um, like. What aspect of the Beatles are you talking about? Are you talking about as far as uh, not that, so artistic not like merit man, or yeah. or like popularity level? No, no,
2: popularity kind of irrelevant because relevant, cause, you I don't, know, I do think is. you could.
0: Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. I don't, I don't think yeah. you could be Beatles popular. I mean, you you kind of can be these days, but it's you, it's not like a band thing anymore, you right? Know? All it's right. individual yeah, people.
2: Yeah. So yeah, I would say definitely more on artistic, artistic. merit. Yeah,
0: um, it's a hard one. I mean.
2: To you, personally, because it's a very subjective Yeah, thing.
0: yeah, yeah, of course. Um, maybe, like, well, I think a completely different genre, obviously, but Kendrick Lamar, really, everybody, I mean, yeah. it's kind of a well-known fact. He just continually makes amazing shit. And he, I think he's uh, also really popular for his level of artistic, um, you know, value, <laughs> like, for how crazy he is at... at what he does and his crazy ideas i also think um there's a lot of cool shit going on in like like uh indie rock uh-huh. not not just not right. just indie rock that's maybe the wrong term like i don't know just underground underground shit going on uh-huh. i think the coolest artistic you- stuff is like not like really low-key like there's this dude um, named Westerman.
2: West, Westernman what, or Westerman? Westerman?
0: Westerman. W-E-S-T-E-R-M-A-N. Westerman. Okay. And he's just this dude from England, and he writes beautiful songs. He has a voice um, that sounds really similar to Arthur Russell, if you're familiar with him. him.
2: See what I'm saying? you you dropping the gems. I am I, the yeah. Arthur Russell, another,
0: another amazing musician from the 80s, classically <laughs> trained uh, cellist and, like, he, every album he made was, like, a different style. He did a country mm. record. He did a fucking couple really, like, oddball disco records. He has this <laughs> album called World of Disco. or Sorry, not World of Disco. What the fuck? World of Echo, um, where he would just create these delay modules, like, make delay modules. Yeah. And then um, this whole album is just him and a cello run through these crazy processors, like, delays and shit that he built. And it's just... Just that, and it's like like Kanye sampled uh, one of the tracks on there for thirty hours. Baby, baby Oh yeah, yeah. Where huh. the islands. Like that that one that one's uh, Arthur Russell, but Arthur yeah, this uh, dude Westerman has a very similar voice, and uh, he just writes really creative. Like a lot of his songs will kind of be in two keys at once. You know, uh, the, ver- the verse the uh-huh. verses in the verses in in. Uh, and I'm not I'm not super. I don't know a lot of theory, so I don't know how. Had to phrase this correctly, but like, the verse will be in one key, uh-huh. and then the uh, the chorus or or whatever the next part is will shift into another key that that shares a bunch of similar chords Got as it. the first key, um, but they're they have. Just slightly different sounds, and that's that's been really inspiring for me recently. Mm, mm. So, it
2: could that's be like cool. a parallel uh, key, like that's how, what I'm
0: saying. Like, uh, I'm trying to think of the word the parallel, um, like major or minor or whatever. Got what,
2: it. So, it'd be like C major or C minor kind of thing, where it's yeah. Like,
0: like, if you're, like for example, if you're in C minor, if you're playing in C minor, you can go to uh, let's say the verse is in C minor, and then I shift into. G minor for the chorus, right, which right. brings in some different different colors, different tones, but they share a lot of the same, mm-hmm. um, you know, colors. Got it. I got it. That's but cool. But just sh- just shifting it in in such a small margin, because like with G uh, G minor, you have you have a A which you don't have in C, in minor. C minor,
2: right? So I mean, mm-hmm. then, and I've I've heard uh, Medicine use that a lot as well too. Yeah, like he does that.
0: Times. He does that. He does that a lot. It's I just think it's a cool, you know, kind of. Switch things up it's a,
2: it's a smooth way To kind of keep yourself cool. Creative juices flowing it, And yeah. it's, a, it's a great way To yeah. transition things yeah.
0: Naturally I'm also a big fan Of of doing Kind of like subtle Really subtle shit That um, To make the listener in, Enjoy the song more Or kind of like Trip them up Like I have a song um, Off my Upcoming Eventually album <laughs> That I'm working on um, <laughs> It's this song And the song is in 5-4 Uh huh most of it's in five four. It switches to four four at a point, but the, the it's it's five four, but it's a really four four feel. Like um, it feels kind of four on the floor. You almost can't even tell that it's in five four. That's
2: sneaky. Uh, you gotta get uh, to show cool. me that one when I when we uh, yeah. Disconnect I, I got to <laughs> <I'll show you. laughs> hear that. Yeah. But now speaking Send of it. <laughs> speaking of uh, your music, you know, obviously you got a, your album that you're working on. But mm-hmm. when do we when do we expect that? When when are you trying to release that?
0: Oh man, I mean, I would love to release it tomorrow, but I, it's not done yet. <laughs> I just have to finish it. I've been I've been taking forever on this record, um, but I've been doing a lot of new stuff that I haven't done before, like mm. singing. I'm singing on like almost every track, and yeah, uh, from the two tracks that awesome. you shared with
2: me, it was it was insane. It was yeah,
0: thank you, bro. Oh, I've so just been. Uh, it's how long? It's like a different um separate separation. I've I've been trying to make um like songs rather than beats and such Mm, not mm. to say beats aren't songs but you know every what is it every square is a rectangle not every rectangle is a square you know what I mean so (laughs) it's uh, yeah it's been really fun it's been really challenging but I finally just a couple days ago actually I drafted up a track list which felt really good Mm. like a a track list that I'm actually happy with I Um, feel you. right now it's it's, uh, I know for sure there's gonna be 10 songs so, so maybe more than that um, well, I'm looking forward to that. I'm, yeah. I'm uh,
3: really. How long have you been working on this project? Um, I've been working on it since I actually since
0: before I even moved to LA. So, since uh, let's see, I think the first songs were made last year around mm, November, maybe. Somewhere. So, almost a year.
2: A year and some change to make. By the time it comes out, the public be about like two years, a year and a half. Maybe. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Makes sense. Because what is it usually three months after the album's finished to work on PR and all that? All that I shit. mean, it's
2: as it's, it's long as you want, right? You literally will but typically that that kind of PR campaign yeah happens like three yeah, months after. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: And I'm I'm mm-hmm. wondering when I should drop it to because um, you know you try to. You try it. to time. Things. You try to drop it in a in a in a season in which you think it would fit the best. Yeah.
2: Do you, what do you what, right, what mood exactly. do you think it fits? Like for me See, personally, I think you're you're very much an autumn kind of. Uh, yeah,
0: I, I would yeah. I would like that too. Um, I I don't think it's gonna line up though for this autumn because obviously it's we're edging into fall here and i'm not even fucking done with it yet so (laughs) um so i i but that's the thing the record's kind of all over the place i don't know if it has a one distinct uh like
2: one distinct season or mood yeah i feel you i mean that's that's a (laughs) good thing though i mean especially because it would be your first well it'd be your first uh album with you like doing vocals mainly like like doing like like an actual like like lyrical thing, as yeah. opposed to just like having it as like a small element or like a, like an instrumental. element. Because yeah. if you used your vocals before, like we've heard it, like uh, get some what was it? Get some rest. Get some rest. Yeah. yeah like you used it on that. You use it on like two other ones that I know of.
0: Um, I did. Yeah, I've done a couple. I did this track called "All I Want to Do" a long time ago, and then I did. I've. D- I mean, you know, I've I've sung on stuff, various random joints, but I've never done like verse chorus right right. bridge structure right, i've right. always just done like ooze and or like I've, I've been a fan of like stacked ass harmonies for a while now so I, <laughs> used to, I used to do that a lot
2: No, i feel you what was that the uh survey i think it was survey is one i'm thinking of Sur-
0: i don't think i don't know if i did vocals in survey i might have i did vocals in let's see lost you get some rest sleep well um Fuck, man I don't know You've done a lot of things I've, yeah uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah I did I did some vocals on On Over Skies And uh, If You Only Know
2: Right, right, right Yes Amazing And I
0: did some Thank you I think I did uh, Yeah This yeah. old This song called Trilogy A really old Old cut um, Some right. vocals they're, But, they're but, but there, it's but been a wa- It's been a while You know Yeah I've never if, So what um, Go ahead, go you, ahead
3: I'm sorry, go ahead I was gonna say, what made you choose to to do like vocals this time? Like, m- I guess more seriously, you know, like or more um, intently, like more yeah. folk, like yeah, more intently, it.
0: yeah. Um, yes, I don't, I don't really know. I kind of just was, I like the, uh, I just like the idea of it, you know.
2: Mm.
0: You got to mm-hmm. give it a try. I, yeah, <laughs> I, I feel like I've been making beats. it's felt like just a natural kind of progression. Like I've been yeah. making beats for a while, and I like I used to sing right. in this, um, <laughs> like I I i think at the time i'd like to think it was an indie rock band but we definitely played like pop punk um so i used, I used to sing in, in in a pop punk band pretty much Got it. um and you, I, you
2: know is your music does it still exist Can oh we hear bro it? it
0: does but um i don't know about that here's the thing <laughs> we the last uh the so i was i was in this band from uh i'm not even sure if i'll say it Hey, uh, real ones know. real ones no <laughs> right? if you if you know you fucking know you know um and uh we started in seventh grade and we were together all the way till s- sophomore early junior year of high school mm. which you know for a childhood band yes, is pretty talent. long yeah we went through we went through, we a, went through a lineup change we we originally it was
2: damn and you still made it through you went through a lineup change and
0: oh yeah that's real yeah. Man, break well, up it, over that. you know it wasn't really a lineup change it was it was um so it was me as the originally the original lineup was me as the as the singer uh-huh. um uh buddy sam on guitar johnny on bass nick on drums and this kid quinn on piano uh-huh. and like i i was already playing piano of course you know right right, right. and i was like uh-huh. Um, Quinn was this classically trained pianist um, Oh boy It was like It was dude Because we would just We would be writing We all l- listened to rock music And then Quinn was listening to like fucking Beethoven Beethoven, Yeah and like competing oh Classical You know he listened to Green Day Which was cool We liked Green Day He, he liked Weezer You know Yeah He liked Alkaline Trio He <laughs> liked some Blink-182 songs Like it, it was kind of working out But um, he was super like. Uh, in these
3: structures, it was it diatonic was, order. It was funny,
0: bro. This kid ended up being um. So long story short, we kicked him out of the band, right? right? <laughs> because he was super argumentative, and we uh. He ended up being like a really good speech and debate kid for this other high school. But Absolutely. imagine that in a band where every he's clashing with everybody like that shit was annoying as fuck. I would um, imagine. Yeah. No hate though. Quinn, I, hope, I hope you're doing okay out there i yeah. think he still doesn't like me though i've seen him a couple times <laughs> since and he never fucking he's cool guide me every time um but you oh know my whatever God. he uh yeah so then after after that we uh i w- became the uh pianist and singer Sing, oh so God. i so we were singing songs we were writing songs you know we wrote we we had a full set of original songs we had hmm. like 12 songs but oh, yeah. we only we only got to ever record in a studio one time in eighth uh, gr- in uh, freshman year when we still had Quinn in the band. So for that reason, the, was, or, was, the was recording it was it Quinn's plug. What's
2: up? Was it Quinn's plug? No, was it, it
0: wasn't. So here's the thing about going to school where <laughs> I went to school. The school district is the third richest public school district in America. Oh which is oh wow nutty. i didn't i i don't live i didn't live in the district my mom taught at the school so i got free to tu- excuse me free tuition that makes sense um but yeah so uh the nice thing about that is all these parents are just like loaded so the yeah. parents of, of the people in my band had like one of them um johnny the bassist his dad was like the uh <laughs> like this crazy business guy who works for hahn Like he flipped Kohan from a oh my company god. that that wasn't shit into this huge <laughs> company. Like homie lives homie lives in Portland on the weekends and then gets flown out to New York every Monday to work, where they have him in a in a you know penthouse oh. in by Times Square with Goodness. an unlimited credit card. Oh my god, like nutty no, yeah, ass shit, dude. So we had these connections and somebody just knew some dude with a studio i mean naturally (laughs) yeah you know
2: businessmen get bored they have hobbies exactly i you know i want to play guitar and and now i need a studio you know
0: what's nice is when when you're a businessman and your hobby is your son's fucking band true that's fire that's very much fire we 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 ended up you know playing shows it was fun it's a good time that's super cool What a history yeah you learn something new every day wow but that is
2: unfortunately no not not unfortunately it's just a natural evolution of your own yeah artistic so you
0: know we we kicked quinn out and then we were a band (laughs) we we were a band for a while we we did our own thing with just the four of us for a while and that was actually Uh that was actually lovely and we had we had a lot of fun that's when band (laughs) practice started getting really fun because we had this um this is a huge tangent i'm sorry we had this fucking um house that uh one of our drummer nick's dad was was doing like real estate stuff on the side yeah and uh he had this house that he was in between renters on so we ended up just taking this house and practicing in it we had set all our shit up in this like abandoned house <sighs> and we would just practice there every you know twice a week or whatever and uh yeah that was a great time we just had there's 7-eleven right there and we would just go to 7-eleven and like steal shit from 7 Eleven, or buy it if we could, <laughs> and uh, just go practice at this, at this abandoned House. It was a time; it, it was, was a, great. It, was, it a, was so fun. It Sounds we, like so much the fun. The acoustics were fucking horrible. Like, just abandoned house because yeah, <laughs> there was there was nothing in the house. It's just space. Yeah, and it was like, yeah, it was, it was great. It was a great time. Mm, I would imagine some of the best times, honestly. That was that was right when quickly quickly was like starting, kind of. Ah, uh. so that was that was just it was fun, dude. Very fun
3: i was gonna say like what what uh what why did the band not make it um
0: it was just uh you know creative differences i started to realize that we weren't um making stuff that i was like really feeling you know because yeah. when i when i would write a song yeah. Yeah. it was um it was usually the the people that would write whereas me and sam the guitarist uh-huh. and sam's still one of my like really good close homies great guy and amazing guitarist too um and at the time he was really into pop punk like really into blink and really into right. um green day and and you know you name it ska <laughs> like all this shit and i just like wasn't feeling it really that this is right when yeah, i was okay. this is right when i was finding out about like mac demarco <laughs> and ah, like oh, like yes. Beach fossils and, and all these like indie ass um musicians so i kind of wanted i just wanted to do that stuff Dang. and we were still writing these like power rock like gotcha and like i don't know it was just creative differences um but it's it's nice though because you know it wasn't like uh we never achieved any fame so we're all still good homies
1: yeah it worked out it was a time
0: it was a great time yeah and
2: you you know you move on yeah you do other things and that's that's one of the best ways to you know have a that's cool a breakup quote unquote you know like it's
0: Exactly. Yeah. It's, a
2: fa- it's not that it's a phase. You don't really just like boil it down to oh, it's a phase. But it's like it's, it's a, good, a good experience no, for everybody it was, involved. It
0: was so fun, and because of that experience, um, I've been. I'm thinking. I'm, I just want to start a band. You know, I want to huh. start like an indie rock band with somebody. I've been. I don't know. I've just been. Like, I have this uh, homie in Portland, Corey, this insane fucking drummer, and like we we work really well together because mm. he's a crazy jazz drummer. Uh, but he 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 just cool. loves music, you know? He just listens to a lot of music, so we always um like come up with cool shit. Um, you know, I just love like I I love working with with other musicians.
2: Yeah, that makes sense. It's I, fun. I, it's is L Portland fun. like a musician city? Like are there a lot of musicians over there?
0: Um, you know, it's not I mean, it's obviously not as good as LA because I mean, you can't you're, this everybody, is the, everybody moves to LA, yeah. Yeah, this is kind of the apex of of that shit but portland has a really good jazz scene that makes sense um there's a lot of really killing players there mm-hmm. um, i find
2: that a lot of jazz musicians tend to the gravity towards quieter cities anyway like it's even like that in Erie, where you have a lot of just working musicians who yeah. are in cheaper areas because it's a cheaper and it's quiet you know jazz musicians aren't trying to be in like the middle of everything all right. the time they're out there doing yeah. their thing. they're there for the music sure. not necessarily for the the, the, the fame part is cool, but it's like it, because they're in jazz and they know that the, I, I guess like the, the market is not like jazz music is is the top frontier. Yeah. They, they kind of have an ex- expectation <laughs> that they don't need to be in the pop mecca. They're like, I can chill over here like I'm doing right, a jazz cut. Right, <laughs> exactly. You know, yeah, <laughs> it makes sense to it- be, like, be more jazzy stuff in Portland because it's, it's, it's kind of like a chiller vibe like you were saying, it's, like it's rainy, yeah. it's, it's kind of conducive to that Genre, anyway
0: Yeah, definitely And mm-hmm. that's that's what the scene is You know, the music scene is a lot of live music And it's it's less of, like, an industry There's, like, no, you know, there's no industry in Portland. <laughs> It's just people It's just people, yeah, yeah. Nice. There's, there's studios there, like <sighs> um, There's a studio that actually is Fucking literally down the street From um, my mom's house Where I, you know, where I grew up I yeah. d- didn't even know until I Moved to L.A. Um that is there. You're moving back, right? Like you're moving back. Yeah, to, I'm. I'm moving back in the in November, I believe. So um,
2: like I don't even remember when we plan on airing this episode, damn. but you might already be there by the time we yeah, <laughs> Shit.
0: We'll see. We'll see. We shall see. Yeah. But um, uh, yeah. I'm, I mean, I'm, I always say like I'm not done in L.A. I'm, I still have business to do here. Of course. I still have shit to do. I just think for me it would work better if I lived in Portland and made um, missions out to L.A. That's
2: that's why we're. Like I was saying, right. it was like it, it takes a certain kind of personality to actually like thrive in la and if you don't have that it it is a clear conflict of interest Like it's like it is not it it's just like so glaringly not it
0: dude it's (laughs) it's just man it's not like inspiring you know it doesn't it doesn't inspire la yeah it's it's interesting because when i'm when i'm with other people Uh i of course i get inspired just because i'm you know making music with other people yeah but Right, just in ter- I I've, I've realized over the past year that I've lived here that um, location, just physical location, is a yep. big thing for me, and it's it's really important. Like one one of the reasons why I like Portland so much is obviously because of its physical nature, right? And because it's green right. and all these trees and the air f- smells good and feels good and like you know you need that like that's, pretty. that's something yeah, that yeah. And yeah that's what i that's yeah. what i realized is that i yeah i need that and even in even in my old room you know i was on a um i was on the second floor and i didn't have like a crazy view it's just looking over like my neighborhood kind of yeah. you know but it was a view period mm-hmm. like my my view now that i see every day when i'm make beats just looks into my fucking neighbor's house like i just right. i literally i dude i literally stare at the top of this fool's head like one sitting on the couch and i'm just staring there
2: <laughs> yeah i mean I, I mean i grant you that there there are you know you can stare at the top of a fool's head in portland too but i, I feel like no, la exactly exactly the, the space here for you just
3: doesn't feel yeah
2: like it it doesn't feel right like it doesn't doesn't hit
3: natural yeah yeah.
2: and then that's the same reason why we're not in la like i mean among other financial (laughs) and economic reasons but mainly yeah because it's just not for me personally like i haven't made the move out here because i considered it but i didn't do it because it just doesn't feel right like every time i've called out here i'm like you know, I could do like two, three weeks. I can do some, yeah. like periods. I can come out, do sessions, but I gotta come back because like this just it doesn't feel like home. It doesn't feel like a, a
3: conducive space for me. Like I already yeah. want to
0: just be back inside. Like, yeah. I don't, you know what I mean? Exactly. And
3: I think the biggest city I could live in is probably like Toronto. That's probably the the biggest that I would want to go. Right. Hmm. But there's even I, even because like Toronto's pretty small, relatively. Yeah. But it's also huge
2: because it's like it's not just Toronto, the city. It's the greater Toronto area. Yeah, 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 yeah.
3: (laughs) But that's the thing: is the greater Toronto area. You know, like I could live outside of Toronto and be so happy. True. Yeah. True. True. True.
0: That's kind of why we moved to the greater LA area rather than like mid mm -hmm. LA. You know? Yeah. Because it's it's uh, cheaper. Rent is cheaper, obviously. Yeah. And uh, fucking. It's yeah, quieter. It's quieter.
2: It's just a little more suburban. It's a little more... Yep. Yeah. I like to think...
0: There. You can't you can't see, obviously, but um, we're... Uh, Najee and I have a clear view uh, into my backyard. And Najee, <laughs> if you'll entertain this... Of course. It looks... Okay. You, you're you looking out here, right? Yes. And you can't really see past the fence yep, or I the trees. <laughs> um, if you were to just sit here and imagine... Use your imagination okay. that the beach is like right there and the, the ocean is right there. Right. You could kind of feel it. You go out there and you start to feel the ocean breeze. You right. Know? You, you know,
2: you start, you start, oh, sand in my mouth. Yeah, exactly.
0: Because it, that's, that's what I, it, you know, kind of looks like to me, but. And then, of course, you, you of look course on the other side just, of the course, it's just, the fucking street back there. It's his head. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah.
2: Um, but i feel you you know your backyard definitely doesn't have that kind of vibe though it does right
0: it's got like a very zen beachy it does our backyard is one of my favorite parts of this house because we the only um utility we don't pay for is yard service (laughs) our landlord pays for that (laughs) so our yard always looks nice and we have we have uh (laughs) four palm trees in our backyard. Yeah,
2: man. They're, they are not work. They're you oh, know, wow. Some
0: of the tossed in uh, in Van Nuys, uh-huh. in fact. <laughs> it's like, I ain't trying to
2: flex, Lord. <laughs> yeah, but when, ah. it, when it
0: rains, it fucking pours, uh, <laughs> you know, palm, palm, palm leaves. Yeah.
2: Well, I mean, you got a palm tree in your living room, too. Bro. It's a, it's a light-up palm tree here. But you, you get yeah. a very
3: palm vibe Damn. throughout
0: the house here. Yeah. I don't know. That,
3: uh... It's that over skies money. <laughs>
0: <laughs> you know what? I didn't even buy this this palm tree right here in the house. This is this light up palm tree. There's a light up flamingo somewhere too. Yeah. It was gotta, this,
2: they, 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 he says that, but there's also like a baby grand in here.
0: <laughs> yeah. Hey, you know okay. what though? The baby grand was uh my grandpa's piano that he oh. he actually sent it to me. Damn. I didn't. I didn't pay a cent. He fucking shipped it no from way. Colorado from his house. That's crazy. This was one of the first pianos oh I ever played as a as a child because oh, he had it for so good. long. And he that's yeah, he's he's getting old, you know. Mm. Um, old guy just doesn't mm. really play it anymore. Can't really play. His hands are getting pretty shaky. Mm. Um, but yeah, he so.
3: Seems like your family's pretty music or artistic because I, I know you were talking to me about you not talking to me this, when you were saying earlier. Uh, about your mom telling you um, the concept of Memento, which I feel like if my my mom would never ever, <laughs> she doesn't even know who Christopher Nolan yeah. is, let alone can explain the concept of a very trippy movie. You well, know,
0: I mean, it's it's uh, yeah, my family is is uh, relatively artistic. My mom enjoys, um, you know, we don't necessarily see eye to eye on all music of because. I, she, Mm -hmm. she loves, like, soft, folky rock stuff from the 60s, Mm. but she also, I've, I have her to thank for a lot of the music that I, um, like, a lot of the ways I found out music, because she was, she put me on, like, the Rolling Stones and, like, Uh the Beatles and shit really young, you know? Mm. And, like, Mm -hmm. um, we used to go through her record collection, and she has, like, the White Album and, like, all these, like, Styx records and, and, like, uh, Ian and Sylvia and fucking. Like Pink Floyd hella people, and so That's she awesome. kind of put me onto that, but um, I mean, yeah, she played she played piano for a while, took lessons for a while, played- acoustic guitar mm-hmm. just for fun. My aunt actually is a, um used to be a music or i guess still is, but um is a music teacher, huh. used to teach at a college and at a high school in portland, and then she was a like a classically trained flutist. Uh, and so um among other things you know she would uh play flute and then kind of just like random other i mean i've i loved music for the longest so i would just soak it in when it was like shown to me like my cousin would my cousin would show me um my cousin's uh four five years older than me so he would show me like whatever he was listening to when i was really young you know like mm-hmm. he he put me on to green day cuz i was his favorite band when he was young <laughs> and then um, when uh-huh. he started listening to rap like that's how i found out about um like dr dre <laughs> ah. and like i mean uh, so you, so you had some exposure from different yeah, sources I had, is- I had i had i had some exposure but it was it was a lot of um, people showing me these artists and then me just going through their discographies Discography going yeah
3: yeah Oh, yeah, awesome.
0: and a big a big thing that also helped me find my music taste originally was Pandora. I found I I literally used to just sesh Pandora, like finding new stations <laughs> and and just like searching. I would just skip through songs just because I wanted to hear all these songs. Yeah, yeah, and like you on Pandora, you only have a certain amount of skips before you right. run out, and I, and then I would just I would just switch <laughs> to the next station or like wait until I could do that again but that's how i found out about that's how i started like really loving hip-hop through um uh-huh. pandora radio stations I, I found out about this seattle group called common market and huh. uh like all these I've, i was listening to like todd qualley and common and fucking um, wow like that's how i found
3: out about dilla and slum village and uh slum village was great yeah. Yeah. i used to i loved them so yeah. much when i was growing up i th- it was the actually i was I listened to Slum Village the first time I ever heard of Kanye West.
0: <laughs> oh, true. True, because they have that really yeah. old
3: um, Kanye feature. Selfish. Yeah. That track, Selfish. I would play that track on repeat. It was like freshman year of high school, and I was like, that's all I would listen to would be that song. Yeah. It's amazing. Yeah,
0: I didn't, I, didn't, I didn't really get into Slum Village until much later, but I, I was very familiar with Fall in Love, just because they would it would mm-hmm. show up on Pandora all the time, and I would just listen to that. And like, actually, my cousin David too, the same dude who put me on to like Dre and and um, Snoop Dogg and Tupac and all these other dudes. He uh, uh put me on to fucking dubstep when the, that was popular. Like <laughs> he was like Oprah. Like, like right, yeah, dude. Like right <laughs> when right when dubstep was kind of becoming popular. Like when Skrillex was really hot. Yeah. He put me on a Skrillex. And like when the Harlem Shake was going on, he he was like. Oh yeah, that's like that's called trap music, and that's how I got into electronic <laughs> music. Ironically enough, was um, I had been listening to dubstep for a while, and then I heard the Harlem Shake, and yeah, we I distinctly remember we were at family dinner at my grandma's house, and I was talking to my cousin about mm. it, and he was like, "Yeah, it's called trap music." I was like, "Oh, trap! That's crazy!" I, I went it's, listening to that. That's so crazy that it,
2: just because like like th- your age doesn't dictate your taste at all but right? right. it's it's so interesting seeing what put you on to to yeah it, and, and made you go back to look like for me you know finding timbaland and pharrell like those are honestly oh, like yeah. early like but like flying lotus and like the adult swim bumps that was like the, those yeah. were my discoveries and it's just crazy to think like your discoveries were like from the internet like bauer and shit like yeah like, right. like it's just it's just, you know me being nostalgic. I'm like wow, like that's crazy that things have progressed that long. That that was something new for you. Like it's just and it was new for everybody. But it's just yeah. it's just weird to like here it. It's like yeah. you were put on to trap music by Bauer Like that's I know. Right? Wow,
0: it is, it is really weird. <laughs> I, I think about that sometimes.
2: But hey, whatever works. I, I mean, because like I said, it t-
0: it it takes somebody going deeper. You know, it's and and yeah. you, you go deeper because I can. I mean, I can literally trace it out of of how i even got into like lo-fi and like all like beat shit too because yeah. i remember uh-huh i mean i i had been making beats kind of like casually for a while yeah um but i the i used to listen to this youtube channel all the time called royal bass music that had they posted like really hard soundcloud trap shit yeah um like just it was like the hardest because you know you had like festival trap yeah. which was one thing but then <laughs>
1: yeah yeah <laughs> exactly Guaranteed.
0: like like it all sounded kind of <laughs> relatively the same yep. but then this channel mm-hmm. royal bass music was was digging on SoundCloud and posting like Alison and like Sam G and Oshi yes. and like all these and that that was the start of the SoundCloud shit and every now and then um for me at least it was the start and every now and then they would post uh, th- uh songs by this dude named Okeho okay who was this lo-fi dude
2: interesting <laughs>
0: and i remember hearing that and the first time i heard one of those tracks i was like i was like whoa this is kind of like scary because he it was <laughs> it was just um you know really early not early but um in like 2014 like lo-fi on on the sp and so got every it, it. every fucking, every other bar was like you know what i mean right. and like the the vinyl <laughs> sim was like crazy it was just really like vibrato-y and just sounded sounded wonky and and like weird and off-putting and that's how i got into all that shit from huh. from trap and then you know wow. and then you get into like i wanted to learn the og so i listened to dilla and madlib and then i started getting into like all the shit that they were listening to uh-huh. so you, it's it's just like a it's so weird how it all traces from you know
2: one simple Which, seed or if one you, simple if,
0: recommendation. Exactly. Yeah. If you have, if you want to dig deep into music, you can do it from. You can get. You can get to any location from any other location. It really is, I mean? so and, and like, that's yeah, that's crazy yeah. to
2: think that that's that's still possible even today in the landscape of music. It's,
0: it's almost even more possible today because you have everything. At, like, oh, okay, you want to know similar artists to, you know. Uh, stereo lab you have all these you know you have you can just look it up who what are similar artists to stereo lab oh okay this is called this genre is called post-rock okay here's like a whole list of the 200 best fucking post-rock musicians you know like, <laughs> right, and that's, then it just... <laughs> if you want to find new stuff it's it's easier than it's ever been
2: true very very true then do you think interestingly enough because you, you bring that up like there's a big argument for like how music is is becoming oversaturated and it's becoming less good. I disagree. I mean, I know it's becoming saturated, but I personally think that music is actually getting greater over time mm-hmm. because there is so much more accessibility to create it. Uh, granted, the, the the bad is coming up with it, yeah. right? But I feel yeah. like...
3: There's a lot more noise for sure. Yeah,
2: definitely more noise. But I, I do feel like we're we're out of space now where because there's so much more capability to create these weird ideas that yeah. a lot more good ideas can come up yeah you know definitely and I, I, it's just, that's just me some people think that you know because pop is is kind of ever present and and but pop's always been ever present to me like pop has always been popular like it's yeah. always been a thing it's always been yeah. popular music right. you know I, I just feel like there's been there, there's more to dig through now which is cool like I, I appreciate that because back then back in like say even if you take like a, like a doo-wop classic from like the 50s yeah right it was harder to dig there may have been even like a, a comparable amount of music back then but because it was all physical you or you had to make it physical it was a lot harder to replicate that or reproduce that but yeah. that's not to say that there weren't bands in their garages practicing or like right. you know groups or ensembles doing performances live like the music I feel like right. existed but just not in mediums that we could actually access, and now yeah. we have exactly have like that. it was.
0: You had to, um, you know, if you wanted to record shit, you had to get a recording contract. The, right. The whole concept of DIY recording wasn't even really a, uh, a popular thing at all until like the eighties, nineties. You know, right? Because it wasn't it wasn't attainable, yeah. like obtainable. You know, you couldn't. Um, yeah, you couldn't just fucking record an album in your in your bedroom because it was. It, yeah, it <laughs> yeah. was expensive. You had to have the funds. You had to like. You know, you, had, you had to, to know have somebody
2: because that that shit was complex.
0: <laughs> yeah, and that's that's what I think is so cool about modern music and the the music sphere of, of today is, you know, like all these all these dudes on SoundCloud. Hmm. Like think think about SoundCloud, how half these motherfuckers, like you know, two years ago or three years ago when we were when we were kind of like coming up so to speak yeah. on SoundCloud, there was a. Uh, all these people had like they would have other jobs. It wasn't music; isn't their one and only. It was right. just these these random people that just have cool musical ideas, which I think is amazing because exactly. it, it puts music mm-hmm. in the hand of, of um, kind of like the everyman, like anybody can do it. Yeah. because it's always been that way, but yeah. it was never in a in a way that we're, where anybody who wants to can record.
2: Yeah, it's it's not like I said. It's it's more mm-hmm. accessible. It's more, it's more feasible to do so now. Yeah. But anyway, I mean that that's that's probably a a great point to (laughs) start ending here. But no, I I appreciate you just like breaking down like some of your own inspirations and
0: and, you know, having me out here and just talking about it, man. It's it's always a good time to just uh, connect and thank you for having me on here. This is sick. Shout out to uh, Thousand Story. Hey, you know, we
2: try our best. So so where can we where can we find (laughs) you? Where can we find your, your stuff?
0: Um, you can find me um you can find me deep in the forest. Late at night. I'll be there. In the forest of Portland. Oh. In the forest of, of Elder Yore. Um, nah, I'm on uh, I'm on Instagram at quickly quickly. I'm on Spotify, quickly quickly. Yep you know that's that you just look up quickly quickly and i'll be good you, you, you,
2: you're pretty much fine it's, yeah. it's, shout out to you on the uh, the seo game you know this is pretty it's not much yeah. else <laughs> that you can look up in the, yeah there's know. a there's
0: a there's a boba company called quickly but not quickly quickly you're right exactly you're right <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty nice That's convenient yeah. wow thank you again man yeah it's, it's been a pleasure Luis. Good talking to you too. Yeah, our first. F- Amen. Let's, hey, let's let's have a chat, bro. I'd love to. I'd love to dig deeper into, uh you know.
2: Yeah, I'll, I'll exchange. I'll, I'll send Absolutely, one of you man. the other's info, and then y'all can just go yeah, off. Yeah, definitely. You guys are definitely.
3: That'd be dope. Definitely. Connect.
0: <laughs> I <would love> that. <laughs> hey, if I'm ever though. in, if I'm ever in Erie, we're having a a oh, stew session.
2: Absolutely. You're more than welcome. Oh, y- if you're in Erie, you're, you're st- staying at our
0: house. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay. I don't know where else. I don't know anybody else in Pennsylvania.
2: So, or if you're if you're near Pittsburgh, Cleveland, Buffalo, or Toronto, because we're smacked up in the middle of all four of those.
0: Yeah, you were saying. Yeah, yes. oh, yeah, incredible. You just, you
2: just let us
3: know. But uh, what what do we got going on uh, next week, Louise? <laughs> oh man, next week we're actually uh, we're gonna continue our conversation on, on indie music. And we're going to have a whole discussion on Jeff Mangum, neutral milk hotel Ooh. and in the airplane over the sea. Oh, oh, oh. Great exciting. album. Yeah.
2: <laughs> I look forward to it.
3: Uh, but if you guys have any, but wait, but wait, 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 I, I, I just, uh, I got to finish that though. Cause we have to dive, delve into the theory of Anne Frank and how that album was written about the Holocaust.
0: Oh shit. Was it? <laughs>
3: Yeah. You
0: didn't know this? I don't know this. See, this is I'm, why see, you guys have to talk. I might Jeff. have to tune in next week on next Thousand we Sorted <laughs> <laughs> But damn,
2: I mean, I don't even know uh, what that is, but it's going to be <laughs> what that album is. But It's going to be exciting. You got to check
0: it out, dude. It's I, a good album.
2: I, I, it's going to be explicit. It's, ama- it's an amazing hey, It's the first time I felt out-musicked. Like, I feel, <laughs> <laughs> I feel just woefully... <laughs> Underprepared, like <laughs> Louise. <laughs> you ever listen to uh, Yo.
0: the microphones? No, I have not, but I'm about oh, to check out the microphones, dude. There you go, genius. Yo, listen Top to uh, what's it called, The Glow Part Two, The Glow classic album. I will,
3: I will listen. If to you've them. ever heard of, have you? Uh, go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> oh, I was gonna say, have you ever listened to Major Organ and the Adding Machine?
0: No, that's a nutty-ass
3: name. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> that's an that, name. Is, that is another Jeff Mangum project. Hmm. So if you liked Neutral Milk Hotel, listen to the album. Okay, I will. And on that note, too. If, m- if anybody else has
2: any uh, album or artist recommendations, feel free to hit us up. On Twitter or Instagram at Thousand Story underscore. You know it's Thousand Story. Yes, you know. y'all know at this point. <laughs>
3: you gotta know find us. You can hit me up at on Twitter and Instagram at El Pontillo. That's E L P O N T I L L O. And yeah, Naji. I mean you can.
2: You, okay, so you, you sure I, you're not gonna say so this time? I was resolved to not mention my socials and just what? have it in the description, but plug I, yourself I, dog I, I, I realized that I actually don't give a shit so <laughs> plug, plug plug so plug. at Mr. Najiboy that's M-R-N-H-A-I-B-O-Y and you can find me on Twitter or Instagram or basically anything on the internet under that moniker like like literally everything
0: legend yeah
2: so thank you again quickly for thank you. through Appreciate you. Yeah. Uh, we'll probably, you know, have the music bed be some of your tunes. So we we'll, we can we can figure out which ones you want to put on there, just to share some love and show some love. We can even go out, you know. We can we can just end the podcast with one of your tracks. Who knows? We can we can try uh, that. Out. Yeah. We've never tried that. We'll do that. Post baby. We never <laughs> done that. Yeah. Let's do it. <laughs> and on that note, we bid you adieu and see you next week. Thank you. Oh, oh. Before we go, you know, if y'all want to show some love to the podcast, share it on like anything you want. Leave a review on Apple Podcasts. Yeah. Leave just Do just it just send us stuff. Let us know how we're doing. If it's trash, if it's great. Tell us. We we've put,
3: taken it. Put it on your Spotify please. playlist. Yes.
2: Now Spotify can you can add playlist or podcasts to playlists, which oh, is fire. Shit. And yes. mix them with music too. So you can have like a, a combination of playlists. Yes. that's incredible. Do so that. please add it to your playlists. And you know, like I said, if you Got any recommendations, or if you got anything you want us to talk about, or if you want to be on the podcast, just hit us up and we'll see.
0: Hell know, yeah, the possibilities
2: are endless. But like I said, until next time, we bid you adieu. Thank you for listening to the Thousand Story Podcast, and we shall be back. Goodbye. Bye
3: bye. Bye bye. See ya.
1: Mm-hmm. I get on the so I get up the so if you it be the I get on the of I get up and it I get up and go slow, I get up and go slow